Leadership with Pastor Carlos will take you from being an ordinary leader to a passionate leader. Get ready, get ready, get ready. If you would like to learn more information about Pastor Carlos' ministry, please visit our website, ichurchoka.com. What's up, everybody? I want to welcome you back to Leadership with Pastor Carlos. And it's it's been a while since we've we've gathered together and and kind of discussed yeah. some things and some big stuff going on around the church and, and different stuff. Yeah, and we're really happy and we want to say hi to all the people out there that are listening, especially those pastors. Um, we got good feedback, and if you're a pastor or a church leader listening to this, we're so happy that it's benefiting your life. Uh, we've gotten some um, emails, some calls from some pastors that have said that this has really been a blessing to their life. So we're continuing to do that. So if you're listening to this, please um, feel free to email us. You could email us at, you could actually email my straight email. It's carlos at ichurchoka.com. Or you go on our Facebook page or our webpage because people are saying, hey, this has helped my team. And we're just glad to hear that so we could continue doing this. We want to be efficient on time. We don't want to consume too much time, and we want to give you something that's worth listening to. So we're happy to be back, man. Yeah. Dude, we're going to dive into it today, and it, it's really a topic that is really near and dear to my heart that just kind of started within the last year. Um, and it, we're going to focus on uh, just not only being spiritually fit, but being physically fit as a leader. Uh, so I just want to pick your brain. You know, What are your thoughts towards leaders being physically fit and healthy? I think it's crucial. Um, I haven't always been healthy, and I don't think I'm where I want to be right now. Um, so I, I, I want to say, I want to make the disclaimer, I am not there yet. I'm working on it. There's a lot of things I still need to work on, man. But I will tell you this. There is a crucial need, in my opinion, that every single spiritual leader, every single one, um, from the Sunday school teacher to the pastor to the senior pastor to the associate pastors to ministers to directors of ministry to understand that it you I don't think you could be a great leader and a good example without having good health mm. or, or 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 trying for good health because I want to make that you know sometimes you could get sick there's things that yeah. happen but you, you you set a bad example is what I think for sure. So how how does being physically fit and active, you know, really affect us being spiritually fit? Let's you know let's tie those two together. You know, I, I was I was thinking about as as I was coming here, I was thinking about that. There's there's no way you can separate the body, the soul, and the spirit. That's that's a divine mm-hmm. thing. So when your emotions hurt, you hurt everywhere else. One thing is going to affect the other. So, um, for example, a person slams their finger against the door, right? And and you just hurt your finger, right? Um, And then you start crying. Well, not everybody cries when they slam their finger. Some people cuss. Some people, you know, people people do different things. Why? Because they react emotionally with what happened physically. The Mm. same thing happens in the spirit. When your body is affected your spirit is also going to be affected and vice versa. When you are healthy spiritually, you will, you, it'll reflect in your physical body. You'll see that. You'll see that. You'll see people happier. You'll see people, you know, the joy comes through. It's in scripture all over. And, and it's just, so you can't separate them. So body, soul, and spirit are going to be tied together. And if you don't believe in the trichotomy of, 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 of human beings, but you believe in a dichotomy, you believe in both, you say, well, I don't believe in body, soul, and spirit. I believe in body 
and soul. I don't believe, I think the soul is a spirit. It's the same thing then. It doesn't matter. When mm-hmm. one is affected, the other is going to be affected. So you try to, you have to try to keep that healthy balance between mm-hmm. one and the other. Um, another way of illustrating that is if I, I'm a righty. I, you know, I don't use my left hand much. But if I lost my left hand, I promise you there will be things that I'll be like, man, you know, and then my, my right hand has to go in overtime to compensate for the need of my left hand. Doesn't mean I'm handicapped. I can still work. Mm-hmm. But my right hand is going to go in overload. Same thing happens. When you don't have a healthy body, your your emotions go in mm-hmm. overload. They go in overtime. Your spirit goes in overtime. So then when you're when you're stressed out, you're like, what's wrong? You overloaded it. Mm-hmm. You You gave it all the weight. Dude, so I'm going to go off script real quick because that's, yeah. that's just good. Uh, yeah. do, do you think that with what you're saying that through leaders in general just either not being physically fit or not focusing on that or not being spiritually fit, do you think that's why we see such a rapid rate of burnout yeah. in leaders? Yes, yes. I, hands down, hands down. I think an inclusive, I, I believe it, it. you can't focus good. When you're not healthy, you you know I've been to meetings and I and I see people come to the meeting and um and 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 I I'm not perfectly fit you know but I see people come to the meetings and some people say how did you work a ten hour day how did you work a twelve hour day why are you so energetic at night and I I'm tired you know I'm I'm probably more tired than anybody because of my routine but but I look at people and you see them breathing heavily and you see them. And you see them that they, they can barely get up out of their seat. And you see that they're in pain with their legs. And you see it, it literally makes them miserable. Mm. So the anxiety level goes up. It, it's, 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 it stresses them out. I have a personal testimony. I'm going to share this real quick. Um, and I just want to finish early. I don't want to hold too much time because I'm, I'm under the conviction that I want people to be able to listen to this and know it won't take up your whole day. Yeah. But um, about... A year and a half ago, I went through a season in my life um, that I was angry. I mean, I was just really, really angry. Um, by the way, there's this book by Charles Stanley called Managing Your Anger, and it's just awesome. Um, and uh, I don't know if that's the exact title, but it's, I know it's Charles Stanley has to do with anger. <laughs> oh, don't be angry. <laughs> um, and I was just angry at everybody. I was angry at my wife. I was angry at everybody. And I, I started being f- a little more faithful to my routines and... Um, and trying to eat healthier, and um, I w- years ago, I w- you know, and it's just, I noticed something. Every time I get up, and I work out, I run, or I walk, or I try to eat healthier, or I put so much physical energy into that, that when I come to work, and stress tries to hit me, it sounds terrible, but but it's true. There's not that much anger left in me. Mm. So I could... I, my, my focus is better. I don't jump to my emotions. I don't let my physical body take over of my spiritual being. It doesn't have enough strength for that. Especially if I prayed and I strengthened my spirit, then it's even better for me. So, yes, people burn out in ministry because I, there's many reasons. It's not just this. But they don't, they weren't taking care of themselves. Mm. They weren't. They were trying to take care of everybody else but not taking care of themselves. And the Bible says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. So, so, you know, it really, what you did was you were hypocritical. Wow. So it's, it's, I know a lot of pastors are right, pissed off at me right now, but (laughs) 
<laughs> but you know, you you were hypocritical because you don't take care of yourself. That doesn't mean you're going to be a professional weightlifter or a 10k runner, or it doesn't mean. I'm not saying that. Yeah. I'm just saying that that you needed to create a balance. Did you could go for a walk in your neighborhood, man, for, for 15 minutes, and I mean that's not what I recommend. I recommend more than that, but y- you had to do something yeah. to keep your life. Plus, it's another thing you're doing it for yourself, and that's a good thing. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Uh, let's touch on just a little bit. What's what's the biblical backing for for us as leaders to be physically and spiritually fit in a holistic sense? Man, I could spend this one would take like two hours. <laughs> man, I could preach a series on this. Um, but I'm, I'm I, I did bring some Bible verses. I want to share them. Um, one of them is, um, and the first thing I want to say is that I get highly criticized because in my case, um, I I. I I keep a routine of life, I guess, and of exercise um, as much as I can, especially now more than ever before in my, in my life. And at this point of this recording, I'm, I'm 44, and, and I've, I'm in the best physical condition I've been in all my life. Um, and I, I will tell you this. Um, I have seen Christians look at me at the gym and be upset at me, literally, literally. They, they just And they nod their head. They're upset at me. Um, and I don't have the luxury of having a private gym. I used to, but I don't have any more. When I moved here, I don't have one. And um, and people really, they, they, they turn their head away from me because they're mad at me. And I know many Christians, and this will sound weird to some of you, but there, there's a Bible verse, and it's Paul in First Timothy 4.8. He says, Paul writes, For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. This is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. So people hang on to that and say, hey, Paul is disowning physical training. Paul is saying that physical training is no good at all. Paul is saying that it is trustworthy. You have to listen, that only spiritual things are important. But, you know, they're not reading it right. If you go back there, it says, for physical training is of some value. He's not saying it's of no value. He's saying it's of some value. He says, but godly... Godliness has value of all for all things. And I agree. Spiritual training in holistic sense is spiritual training is valuable for everything. Physical training is valuable for some things. But it's not saying that it's not valuable. And then they have to go back to verse one because verse one says the spirit clearly says that in the latter times, some when he starts saying this, he says, in the latter in the latter times, some will abandon the faith, and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. If somebody abandons their faith or is affected spiritually because they are so driven, and that's the danger in in physical fitness, they are so driven. Man, I'm going to run that 10K. I'm going to run it. I'm not going to church on Sunday because I got to train. You have switched physical importance for spiritual importance. You got to stop. If you're weightlifting and you, you can't stop looking in the mirror, and you just can't stop. You know, you're like, oh, man, look at this. Oh, man. Oh, man. Look, I'm looking fine. I'm looking fine. <laughs> you have an idolatry problem, you know, and you have to quit. At that point, you have to quit. If you're spending money to a degree that you're not complying with other needs because you're trying to pay for all these, you know, trainings or trainers or equipment or whatever or protein, you, you're ungodly because there's no balance in what you're doing. So I believe you have to be careful with it, but there is a value. Even Paul says there is some value. Plus, and this is the biggest verse for me, 
First uh, uh, of Corinthians 6.19 says, do you not know that the bodies are temple of the Holy Spirit? Mm. You know, I'm very strict on church here. You come to church and everything is spick and span. Bathrooms smell good. Uh, soaps are out. Um, lotions are in there. I, I believe that when somebody comes to the house of the Lord, it better be in fine-tuned, great conditions. I am, but the building's just a building. I'm the real temple Holy Spirit, so I better make sure that it's in good conditions. You know, I want the Holy Spirit to feel comfortable in my body. And I want to please the Holy Spirit. And because I want to please the Holy Spirit, I want to make sure my body's in the condition it needs to be. Mm. So I think it's very biblical. And I could go on and on and on with a whole bunch of other <laughs> Bible verses. Like, I'm not going to read it, but First Thessalonians 5.23, for those that are jotting down notes. First Thessalonians 5, read it. it you, you worship the Lord with your body. Mm. That's good. Um, you, you've touched on it quite a bit, and you, you've brought up that you're, you're a man of routine. Um, so maybe just dive in for us just a little bit. Just give us a snippet of what your daily routine is. Um, um, it changes because when I travel, it messes me up a little. But I, if I if I'm traveling and staying in a hotel, I try to find the hotel that has a gym. I'm very strict on that. When my wife is, you know, when res- assistant is reserving or my wife is reserving, I'm like, does it have a gym? <laughs> you know, I prefer to be cheap but have a gym. Um, because I don't want my routine to fall through. Now I'm not a fan. I'm not, you know, I'm not fanatical about it. Um, I don't like, I'm not, I don't get upset if I can't do it. If I can't do it, I can't do it. Sometimes the road, the trip, sometimes I fast it. Sometimes I walk away for it for a week. I think that's healthy. But personally, um, having said that, I try to go to the gym minimum two days a week. My goal is four days a week. Um, I have Mondays and Tuesdays I go and I work out. Um, Wednesdays I rest, Thursday I go work out, and then Friday I go work out. Um, Fridays are my off day, and Saturday my family day. Um, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday and Thursday are already heavy days for me of work, especially Wednesday. So um, what I do is I wake up in the morning in my case, and the first thing I do is feed the Spirit. Mm. Feed the Spirit. I want to go into my prayer and quiet time with the Lord. And I feed him, and I I do it intentionally on my workout days. I want to make sure I'm not giving more attention to my body than my spirit. Oh, that's and good. And after I pray, um, and I eat a small snack, I go to the gym, and I normally spend in the gym about an hour. Um, when I have the time, like on Fridays, I'll do an hour and a half. I'll put a little more cardio into it. Um, but more, mainly, I'll go in there, and I'll probably be in there for about on uh, my short days. Like um, today, well, today's a Wednesday when we're recording, and. Um, Tomorrow I can't go because my, my schedule is too busy. So I went today instead of tomorrow. I'll do a 30-minute routine. And, um, and, I, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a hefty bodybuilder. You know, I'm, I don't do that. I, what I do is I, and I could work out with the, with the women's department if I needed to. Um, but, but I make sure I get my main objective is not so much for my body to be all bulky. Um, and, and if that's what you want to do, that's okay. As long as you're not – it's not idolatry. You're not doing it for the wrong mm-hmm. reasons. Um, I, I, told the married men, if your wife doesn't like it, don't do it. But if your wife is okay with it, then do it. I'm going to honor my wife first and my family. But in my personal case, um, I, I do it because I want to keep my blood pumping. I started working out because I got sick years ago, four years ago, I got sick and I started working out. Um, I had a pre-stroke, a TIA transitional ischemic attack and I lost the left side of my body. And I could not, I couldn't. It was actually seven years ago, the first time it happened. And I started working out, worked out for like three years. And then I stopped because I got so caught up in ministry. I had no time to work out. Moved here. And three years ago, I, when I moved here um, to North Carolina, I, um, I, first year I didn't work out. So I spent like three years out of the gym. And um, I had another 
another tier. Mm. And and this time I didn't lose the left side of my body. I only lost the left, my left arm. And um, and it hit me. I, I, I really took it as a signal from God saying, man, you know, you, you, you're not taking care of yourself. You can't take care of them. If you die, you're not going to take care of anybody. So I thought it was selfish of me. And I started working out again. And so, and I have to do it because my joints, I have a condition where my joints and my arthritis really curve up and it's proven. Um, I'm not a doctor. Um, I have a doctor's degree, but I'm not a physician. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you this, um, it's a proven fact. There's this one article, and for everybody that's listening, American Psychology Association, December 2011, the article is written, The Exercise Effect. You got to read that. It talks about, and I might mess this word up, but um, endorphins. And it talks about how when you exercise, it releases them and it reduces anxiety mm. and it helps you focus. And it's incredible. I mean, that's not the only way you do it, but exercise changes the mood you're in. Exercise changes. It, it makes you happier. Um, and people say, well, I'm miserable going to the gym. Well, I'm miserable walking. Or I'm miserable jogging or treadmill because you went into it with that mentality. But if you go into it with a healthy, um, balanced according to your schedule time, you, you can make it work. It's something you should do for yourself. So my routine, my routine um, on a minimum, twice a week, on the upload, four times a week. But I'm not keeping it to a sacred point where mm. I'll get upset if I can't do it. So to, to honor the time that we have here, I'm going to dive in and just, you know, maybe for those out there that are listening, the pastors that are out there and, you know, they're, li- they're listening and they're saying, man, I'm just not where I need to be you know, in being physically fit, what's some advice for them to just take that first step? How can they take that first step in, in making sure that they're they're getting physically fit? I, I, I don't know if I said this in a previous podcast or I preached it or where it was, but but uh, quoting him, um, Bill Hybels, uh, Willow Creek Church in Chicago, Illinois. Um, I don't know if he's from Chicago, but I know he's Illinois. And um, Bill Hybels is, one of, is just an awesome pastor. I've never met him personally, but I read all his books. And um, I was once listening to Bill in in a conference, and he'll never hear this, but right because he's not gonna download my podcast. But but I I will tell you this: um, Bill Hybels once said something that impacted me so so much. He said he said leaders do people do what they schedule themselves to do, mm. and that hit me. Um, he and he said I schedule my time with my daughter with my wife. I have intentional dates. I spend time with my wife. I schedule my prayer time, and it hit me because we're normally not overwhelmed. We just don't we don't schedule. And what I'm saying is, you want to start it. First thing you do is be organized and schedule yourself. Schedule your time. Say these days, no ahead of time. I, the night before of my exercise routine, I put out my clothes. I put up my, my sweats, my T-shirts, my broken raggedy clothes. I literally <laughs> put them out the night before. So when I wake up in the morning and I go to brush my, brush my teeth, there it is. And it reminds me, this is what you do. Don't stop. And when I'm tired or discouraged, it pushes me a mile extra. I get my wife involved. That's another thing. Get family involved if you can. Get somebody who could do it with you. Find a brother in church, a sister in church that does it. And and, and go. Commit. Partners help. Partners help in that. Um, and... But you need to schedule. You need to be intentional about what you want to do. Just like everything in church, be intentional about it. That's awesome. So that would be my advice for everybody out there. Be intentional. Create a schedule. Some of you need to find somebody. And to some of us, you you need to not find anybody. You need Mm -hmm. to have your quiet time, not with God, but with yourself Maybe that. I took it up in a motorcycle in a midlife crisis, and I almost killed myself. (laughs) 
You know, I put on a helmet, drive a motorcycle, <laughs> be silent by myself until I fell. And when I fell down, my wife said, you're selling the motorcycle. I did what every good husband in control does. I sold the motorcycle. That's right. <laughs> and then I took up exercising. And because um, everybody needs a little bit of time to themselves also. And mm. I think that's part of that's a good. healthy emotional life also. That's good. Well, man, Pastor, thank you so much again for hanging out with us and, and just answering some questions on being physically and spiritually fit. Guys, man, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we hope this is a blessing to you. We're excited to do this. And, man, we look forward to next time. Amen. God bless you guys. See you next time.